When you need help or advice, you turn to your parents or a trusted friend for help. So why go outside of Virginia, your home, when you need car insurance? Able Insurance gives you individual attention and won't turn your way no matter what your driving record looks like. Giving same-day personal service in the state of Virginia for over 30 years. Able Insurance, 979-0814 is the number. Ableinsurance.com is the site. I want the whole world spin my record. Shero, the hoodie styles, check game, stay free records. Ho! Shorty girl, put the death in a massaging. Bad news, even be massaging. I got a fitted hip, I be massaging. Pinky rings on my finger, I'm massaging. I got a speedboat content, cause I massage. I coming through about a whole kind of large. I be massaging. I be massaged. I'm coming through with catalytes and massaging. Yeah, both subconsciously massaging. I got GPS, I be massaging. I catch croaker fish, cause I'm massaging. I like a macaroni plate, I be massaging. Even oodles and noodles, I be massaging. Turn out the ghetto, cause I'm massaging. I got ice around my neck, cause I'm massaging. Or even gold teeth, I'm massaging. A pinky ring ice out, cause I'm massaging. What up, 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 do? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast live episode. We live. Phone lines are open when we live, 760-695-1106. We streaming on Facebook, streaming on YouTube right now. It's been a minute since I went live, man, last week. You know, my body was like, I need to take a break. But we back getting it in. Now, I said, what's good with you? And what's good with you? Everybody tuning in on Facebook was good. Everybody tuning in on uh, YouTube was good with y'all, man. We back at it. Got a lot of topics. And, of course, since it's a live show, you are welcome to provide your own topics that you want to talk about. Rob T, what's good with you? Scorpio, what's good? So um, some topics for the show today, man. Big ball, the brand, LaVar Ball, Lonzo Ball, what's going on with that situation? I really don't want to talk about the situation. But, you know, it's my job to inform you guys that something's going on. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that want to call and say, I told you so. So this is your opportunity to call in and say, I told you so about the big baller brand. Uh, we're going to talk about NBA, MVP, Greek Freak, James Harden. And I got, I want to pose a question about the Greek Freak now in the East. And y'all going to want to, you LeBron fans going to want to hear this. Uh, we also got to talk about, are they a legitimate threat? Or are they just the regular season darling? NFL. You can now challenge pass interference. You can't crap back anymore. No more ear hole shots. I guess you can't set no more walls on, like, punt return or anything no more. What are your thoughts about that? Um, Got to talk about the AAF possibly folding after one year. What can the NFL PA and the NFL do to keep this league afloat and help young players? Um, my man Aaron said, can we start with the fact Vince McMahon don't want a WWE world champ? Yeah, I ain't know. I'm not a. Um, I don't follow wrestling like that no more, fam. So I can't really talk about the WWE. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I can't. I can't. You know, front. Um, what else we gonna talk about? Oh, NFL. Also, NFL draft. Who would you draft number one? What do you think about Cliff Kingsbury and his cell phone break or social media break that's been laid out there? Um. What's up, Ray Crockett? Shout out to my dog, Ray Crockett, NFL OG Super Bowl champ. Um, 
Oh, and, and look, this is how we're going to start the show off, man, because, you know, I don't, I don't, I talk about everything, and I always have to be sports-related. Cardi B. So Cardi B is in the news because she was transparent, and she said that when she was out there being a freak elite, that she used to drug dudes and then rob them. You know, she would drug them, do what she do with them, and then rob them. So people want the same energy that R. Kelly and Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby, as I say, for Cardi B. So I need to hear what people have to say about this Cardi B situation, preferably men, because I got a feeling black women going to stick with the black women, you know. I watched, you know, State of the Culture with Joe Buttons and Scotty Beam and Remy Ma, you know. So I need to know what people truly think about this Cardi B situation. I know this is a sports show, but damn it, I got to talk about Cardi B also. Like, she, she was straight jacking fools after, you know, getting paid for services anyway. So we need to know what y'all got to say. Um, but, yeah, man. I definitely want to talk about the AAF, man. It's in jeopardy of folding, uh, says the majority owner. And I'm going to read the ESPN.com article that they have. Listen, shout out to my man Robert T. Green. I know he could provide, probably provide more legit information than your boy because he in the trenches. Um, so they said the majority owner of Alliance of American Football told USA Today Sports that the league is in danger of folding without help from the National Football League Players Association. Tom Dundon who became the AF's chairman last month, told USA Today Sports in a recent interview that the NFLPA is not cooperating with the AAF by refusing to allow first-year league to use young NFL players. So basically, if you are a practice squad player and you sign a future contract, usually when you're in a practice squad, like as long as a practice squad with the Chiefs at the end of the year, you sign a future contract because you're in the practice squad. You're not you know, on the active roster. So you have to sign a a contract. They call it a future contract for the next year and the years after that. So with that being said, I guess it's not in the CBA to allow guys under contract to play in the AAF. So for my, my question is how come you don't want to treat the AAF? Let me get rock off hold the AAF like NFL Europe. Why wouldn't you want to send practice squad guys who sign a future contract to the AF to play? What are they playing, like eight games? Play eight-game season, provide more film. It's game film. You're playing against guys at a high level. Why not open that channel up like NFL Europe was, but now it's here in the States, and they're getting paid more than what we were getting paid in NFL Europe when we played over there. Um so I'm I'm interested to really pay attention to this situation and, and can they come to some collaborative type of um, um, compromise to make sure this league stays afloat? Uh, Rock, what's good with you, man? You're off mute, fam. What's up, Hulk? What's good with hey, you, Ben? Man, not much, man. I guess I was with Raheem Abdullah this morning. You was with Raheem. Oh, Raheem. my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He was in Memphis uh, with one of his guys for a pro day. And um, I, I, I ran into him, and he asked about you and everything. 
That's what's up, man. Shoot, man. I wish, man. Shout out to Raheem Abdullah, man. The funniest, one of the funniest dudes on earth ever in life. Five four zero two. Yeah, man. You should you should know about this more than anybody else for the AF concern. Because if you remember, the AFL was twenty seven deep on TNN for like what twenty five years. Yeah. And then what happened? They let the they let the NFL owners get in. Oh, we're going to come to expand. We're going to build the brand. We're going to make this bigger. How are you going to make it bigger? It's already at 27 teams across the United States of America, self-funded, had their own TV station. There was no interference, no nothing, their own rules. And you let Jerry yeah. Jones, your former boss, John Elway, Ron Jaworski, yeah. and everybody yeah. else come in when the players uh, union regarding, again, and I keep saying this about the NFLPA, the AFLPA, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. You get guys that have somewhat of an educational background where they may know more than others, and they're put in position to make the rest of the players think they're working on their behalf, and they're absolutely not. And what I mean by that is that the NFL do not want to lose $1. The Colorado Crush and John Elway and Pat Bolden and the Denver Broncos do not want to lose $1 for beer, hot dogs, concession stands, tickets, nothing when it comes to the NFL. They want to be the only show in town. And by being the only show in town – that means you literally you have all the leverage when it comes to players. You can tell them what they want to tell them. You can cut them. You can tell a guy who's working at Best Buy that I'm going to bring you in because uh, we like you because Calvin Johnson knee is sore. He'll give up his apartment. He'll give up his lease. He'll jump on the two-day and end up on the actual team. And then two days later, they'll say, well, thanks for coming. We'll keep you on the short list. That's how the AFL dismantled in the first place. It was the NFL owners that got involved with that. Yeah. So with the NFL Europe, it's the same thing. You think now, and again, you got some NFL people like Bill Polian who's involved and Charlie Ebersole and a lot of these other former players like Heinz Ward, but that's the point. They got involved thinking that because they were former NFL players that all of a sudden once they started the NFL and want to try to start a farm system. Like I said, if there's 27,000 people in Birmingham, Alabama, cheering for a game, there's 32 owners of the NFL thinking, how can we get that money back over here? They do not care about those guys having a better uh, career and a better opportunity. That's why they draft every year. Nobody's dying. So they'll keep their process going as long as they possibly can. And at the end of the day, they already done this. So asking the NFL to fund and support other leagues when they basically shut down Europe, they shut down mm-hmm. the AFL, and you think yeah. they're going to turn around, the only person that can actually give them a shot or a run for their money is Vince McMahon because of he's yeah. basically going to self-fund his own type of uh, company. But for everybody okay. else, not gonna happen. I mean, it just it, it, I mean, you make a lot of sense, man, and and you own to something because I do remember, you know, when they came into the AFL, and you know, as much as I despise the the uh, business tactics Elway pulled on me to get me out of Colorado, it actually <laughs> opened my eyes to the business side of sports. So it was All like right. gifting the curse in in one setting, went from tears to oh, okay, now I'm hip to game, but. It's just sad, man, because you would you would think that they would allow these practice squad guys to sign the future contracts to go to the AF and get that much needed work and film. But then, like you said, like are you? It's like they got they cornered the market, so it's like we don't have to, you know. So well, they draft every year, though. So why would they pay more money? Plus, they got a. I'm saying they got a better system that's free already, which is college football. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Go ahead, Rock. <laughs> that's what that's what they're looking at. They're like, man, we already get the best players 
from college without paying anything. So mm-hmm. why? Because you gotta think about it. When when they were sending guys to Europe and stuff, that was on the NFL, you know. And that's really, yeah. I truly believe the reason why they stopped this because when it comes to wealthy people, they always look at the bottom line. And the bottom line, they were looking at, man, we're spending dollars uh, paying salaries in the spring. <laughs> yeah. Sending people overseas. Because what a, pe- a lot of people don't know is people think when they look at contracts with pro sports, they think we get paid on a yearly uh, basis like anyone else would. No, you're getting paid during the time that you're playing, you know. So you get that's why they call them game checks. When when there's no games, there's no checks coming through. So during the off season, the NFL is not spending anything really. <laughs> so hey, well, that's 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 one thing though, it's one thing that they're not mentioning that is huge in this business. It's insurance. People don't know uh, right now when all these situations when they talk about youth programs and canceling tackle football, it ain't got nothing to do with about players getting hit. It's about the fact that insurance providers now saying. If a kid or a coach who basically qualified to have the term coach tells the kid yeah. to go do something and he gets hurt a certain way, the insurance premiums, if that parent was to sue and then which state it is in, at the end of the day, that whole league will be out the window. So the reality is uh, even a league like that with guys playing even under the NFL tag is like if all of a sudden one of those guys in the AAF gets hit or something happens and, and they sue, then at the end of the day, the NFL don't want no part to that. And, again, honestly speaking – most insurance providers actually does this, Lloyds in London, they don't want to take on the risk for that. And, again, really knowing that the players that they have aren't going to bring back a return of their investment. That's why football has become actually sell at a certain level um, until a certain point in time. Because, again, if your seven-year-old who's playing for the love of the game gets hit by the wrong person the wrong way, any parent can turn around and force a lawsuit. Then what? They don't, hey, want, they don't want no part to that. I got a question. Do you feel like – uh, shout out to Aaron Ross. He made a great point. Do you feel like these leagues make a big mistake by um, hiring these known big name coaches when it basically takes the focus off of the talent and you just worry about the coaches? And you know, like, do you feel like they should look go out the these? Look at how the game is going right now. And I said this a long time ago. Back in the day, everybody talked about, oh, players, uh, uh, keep your helmet on because it's about a team thing. No, it was never about being a team thing. It was about the fact that the league, in particular football, didn't want the players to be recognized as the talent. They wanted to focus on the coach, the uniform, and the actual league they were playing for. Therefore, they can mm-hmm. replace that guy, put another number on his back, and you won't miss a beat. So now the way sports is working is that you have to actually have kids and technology with branding and things of that scenario, and they realize that, like in the NBA, if you basically put more into understanding or representing the actual player and branding them, you'll end up getting more fans based off of their actual likeness and image and personality versus, oh, this is the old-school Pittsburgh Steelers. Nobody cares about that. That's why Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown gone. Today's athlete, millennial, are interested in the history. They understand, and this is a business more than times than not. So when you tell a player to stick around somewhere and take less money for the team to win a championship, you've got to realize out of those 32 teams, only about five ever won a championship, and that's in all sports. <laughs> So you gotta stop yeah. falling for the okey doke and go get your money while you can, because again, as soon as you can't do what you're supposed to do or wanted to do before, they're replacing you. But it's mm. hard to replace you when you have a name and they know your face. So that's the whole point. That's different. That's what's different today than it was then. So being a third coach at Pittsburgh Steelers since 1920 used to be valuable five years ago. But yeah. then you lose two of the three Bs. 
don't look the same anymore. Because what it's always been, like I said, without the player, you don't have anything. And that's what's starting to go on now. So, again, at the end of the day, that, you know, how it's, all this stuff is going, and particularly the AAF or the XFL or anywhere else, when it's players that's setting their whole life out to be a professional athlete, which I talk about the business side, you have to make decisions that's basically going to benefit you and your family, understanding it's short term. It's not long term. And so at the end of the day, that's exactly how your employer is looking at you too. We're drafting next year. You might have one shot at this, but there'll be an agent, there'll be a trainer, there'll be a, uh, some type of uh, motivational speaker to tell you that, hey, we're going to get you to the next level as long as you pay us to do this. And while you're paying the rest of your game checks thinking you're going to be back in the league, your employer is already looking to replace you. Put hey, you- hey, Rob. I got a, I got a, I got yeah. a, I got a question since I got you up here. I, I mean, Rob, not Rob, but both of y'all anyway. But Rob, I know this way specializing. Um, so I, w- I didn't have a chance to to do any live shows last week. But Le'Veon Bell and his contract. What are your thoughts? Because you know, people want to know if he won, if he lost. What are your thoughts? His total contract and the guarantee compared to what was offered to him in Pittsburgh. So when he said he set out a year and he lost $14 million and they said if he would have gotten more if he stayed in Pittsburgh and he could have played from there. We talk about athletes in their careers and what they want that to look like. He looked at the amount of carries he had in Pittsburgh and he figured, like, you know what, at the end of the day, I want to extend my career. And so, again, we're talking about what he lost from and not playing. You can never really equate that to be a win or a loss because then he could have got hurt. If he got hurt, he would have never mm. got the contract he got now for the Jets. He's also in a okay. market now in New York where literally his brand, and people know who Le'Veon Bell is, that he could actually exploit that too for business purposes. Now at the end of the day, again, whether he played or didn't play, Pittsburgh didn't win a Super Bowl last year. So the bottom line, just like now, players are making business decisions what's best for them. And at the end of the day, they never expected a player who essentially says, you know what, I know what my worth is. I'm not uh-huh. going to play simply because you feel like I have to play. I'm not going to listen to the to the fans or the social media tell me what I need to do. I'm going to let the Pittsburgh Steelers know that literally that you guys are not paying me my worth and I'm going to take my talents elsewhere. Now you got him doing that with Le'Veon, with, with uh, AB doing that, and now all of a sudden you hear all these people really screaming loud, it's time to fire Mike Tomlin. Because for some reason people believe that now it's Mike Tomlin's fault that literally that these young athletes now recognizing like, hey, you know what? If you're going to pay Ben Rock for all this money, but yet give me the ball 400 times, eh, yeah. no, no thank you. No thank you. I, I'll go somewhere else if I'm going to get the ball 400 times and get paid what I feel like it needs to be. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's a business. And so, again, I feel like Le'Veon Bell made the best business decision for him. But, again, it's not mm-hmm. always about dollars. It's about longevity. So so answer this for me. Can you uh, truly explain Can you truly explain to the fans that the, the guarantees that the Pittsburgh Steelers – had in his contract truly weren't guarantees compared to what the Jets guarantees. No, they didn't. No, they didn't have fully guarantees. And again, you say if you say like his guarantees would have been thirty-five million or whatever with with incentives. And again, it basically a lot of people talk about it might be a seven million dollar difference. But when you factor in the New York taxes versus Pittsburgh, uh, again, at the end of the day, there's a market value in in New York that Le'Veon being there that Pittsburgh couldn't provide. Especially when again you're playing second and third fiddle, and it's like now mm. AB is in in Oakland. Well, his value yeah. is a lot higher now than it was from a from a business standpoint than it was in Pittsburgh behind Ben. Same thing with Le'Veon Bell. So when you talk mm. about how these teams make their decisions of who they're going to pay, it's this hoping that oh, could tell us that the quarterback's a leader. Well, AB and, and Le'Veon said he's not the leader. So mm. the GM may say he's a leader, but the two but the player that's making all the catches and making all the yards say he's not. Now that they're gone. I guess we're going to find out. 
right? Yeah. At the end of the day, they didn't get what they wanted. You got you got three guys with all this going on, man, and the two brothers are are, are, are the bad guys in the situation. But um how when it comes to like Le'Veon Bell situation, right? And I just look at activists and I'm not trying to say that he's one. But activists and people that take sacrifices are never appreciated during the moment. And it takes time and years to look back and be like, man, because of what this person did, all these other people are able to do this, this, and that. Like, people hated Muhammad Ali in his day, but everybody want to talk about he the greatest because of what all he done in today's time. But during his day, they really weren't liking him like that. He had a big mouth. He had all this. Now, look at Le'Veon Bell and these guys. They should just shut up and play and be happy. And you lost $14 million that you'll never get back. That's not true. I, hey, like yo, you said and, earlier. And, uh, and let me, I don't want to cut you off, Rock, but I want to make sure people know you are not saying Le'Veon is Muhammad Ali. You're saying, in, in hindsight, Muhammad wasn't like when he took his stance. We weren't saying he – you're not saying he's at the status of Muhammad Ali because that's what people – they love to – when you say that, well, he know the level was Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was a world champ. What you're saying is when he was taking his stance, it, it was frowned upon. Exactly. Yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and and I appreciate you doing that. But uh, you know what I'm starting to realize? When I have to put disclaimers out there, man, I'm just, you know, like uh, for slow people. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like they choose to want to be slow, man. No, no way. In no shape or form where I compare Le'Veon Bell to Muhammad Ali. But like you said, I'm just showing you how when people do what's best for them, they're frowned upon during that moment. Like, and and it's sad. You got to do what's best for you and your family. Someone has to stop that slave mentality at some point of just, you know what? I'm giving you what you deserve. Not you. You shouldn't have what you think you deserve. You should have what I I give you, well, I, and you should yeah. shut up and be happy. Think, yeah, like that's not cool. Like don't 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 position pay me because uh, I, I remember look at Graham. Remember when Graham was mad that he was getting paid as a tight end, but used as a wide receiver. Like he won. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. Like we gotta the NFL Players Association has to get rid of position paying. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that because they get oh, yeah, paid to keep it right the way it is. Yeah. Not. They get paid to keep it exactly what, the way it is. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, yeah, yeah, the NFL want to keep it the way it is. What I'm saying is, if I'm the players' association, like they, the, the players' association is supposed to represent the players. If I'm the that, players, that's that point I'm making. I, I don't think that he would get it. It's not the NFL that's really against the players. It's the people mm-hmm. that's. With that's supposedly representing them, protecting their best interests. You got to look at it as simple as this. Only, so we know a draft is coming up on, two, uh, on April 25th, right? That's common knowledge, right? But we also yep. know it's mm-hmm. coming up again next year, right? And we know it's coming up the year after that, right? So why yep. are the players right now, this freshman All-American, sophomore All-American, junior All-American, know nothing about what's going on in NFLPA? Is it hard mm. to figure out? Could they be talking to their parents about them right now in NCAA? Could they be educating them on what benefits they have and don't have? Could they explain to them that the rules pertaining to the, to the tax code and regarding Trump's taxes and their agencies? Could they do that? Absolutely. You talk about education. It's not the NFL's job to do that. It's the PAs. 
But the PA, mm-hmm. like I said, they want to make sure wow. they put they lock you. And I have clients right now that are getting deals, or for example, they'll say, "Hey, we got this trading card deal." Well, guess what? Because the NFLPA did this trading card deal with the specific organization, now by the time the player get there, who can actually negotiate on his own right to get that amount of money, actual uh, uh, piece out of it. If you mm-hmm. do the math, if it's 1,800 players, 1,900 with their dues, and you do the, the it's $18,000 a year from an NFL union standpoint if you decide to pay your dues for not knowing what's what. That's $39 million a year, but yet you still got players that can't get out there on bed and pay their own bills. So they create the Burt Bell Award saying, okay, well, after you figure this out and you're going broke, we're going to basically do this actual deal where we pay your rent for six months and they make you feel like, okay, yeah, that's great. You so you guys are so wonderful. I was paying $18,000 in dues to do what? Something I didn't know after the fact when it's too late? Like hey. I said, it's, it's the people that literally when you get into this business that you think that have your best interest in mind that don't tell you anything. They don't. Their arms around no. you and tell you welcome. Roger Goodell will hurt right. you and say, great, and then find you $9,000 so your socks fall up on your waist. You do it again, it's $18,000. 18 That's your dues right your there. Socks. That's a a weak game check. Uh, that's the point. The PA has to sign off on that. So that's my point. So you can't take so the PA says, okay, it's okay, yeah. You should be charged eighteen thousand dollars for your socks falling down, even though it's not a not a guaranteed career. It's only three years or less. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Again, you don't make you know the wrong person. So no, I mean that's when the young players gotta change it. Let me let uh five four nine seven two you off mute and two four eight nine one oh both of y'all off mute. Um talk about uh right now we're talking about the AAF and how um the NFL seems like they not allowing them to have help and aligning themselves with them and treating them as a developmental league. Uh, my man Rob T. Green basically hit the nail on the head that they cornered the market and they they look at it as that they're losing money by helping. Because if you think if the NFL line us with the AAF, they always say a lot of teams don't make money. And then if you invest in this league and the insurance and the upkeep of whatever stadium that they're in, almost that you're footing the bill, then what's the profit type type stuff? So, damn, a light bulb just went off. Like, no wonder they ain't going to help them because, you know, if they ain't making money during the NFL season, they definitely ain't going to invest in insurance premiums and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but hey, – Hey, Hawk. Yeah. Hello. You know what I would do? It's maybe too too big or a perfect word. I'll never forget. We talked about this when we was playing together. You like, well, nah, that cuts everybody else check short. But instead of, what is it, like seven guys on the practice squad? Um, right now? I would. It's, it's, how it's many nine, now? right? It's nine it's, where they're trying to get the tenth guy. But it's nine. It's nine. Yeah, it's nine. nine. Okay. So, so now it's nine. But what I would. What I would do is I would increase the practice squad roster, right? It it, it at least be 22 guys. Let them offense, let them defense. That's what I would do. And what I would do is you you know how uh, high school has JV games. Literally on yeah. Saturday, I play my um I um play my um practice squad squad team against the other team's practice squad team that Saturday. Like that's what I would do because we now already travel. We already uh, at the rooms and stuff. You can let them play in the, in the empty stadium where their fans, their people and family will come see them play in that game on Saturday. You know, mm. 
And that way them guys are actually getting some games in against a good level of talent. They're getting developed instead of, you know, now you got a, a league that can, like when someone gets hurt or anything, you ain't got to get somebody off somebody's couch or nothing like that because that's what the NFL do a lot. They call guys that's been playing Halo. They don't want to develop these guys. That's what they tell the world. That's the point. Develop. You can't be developed unless you play in the game. But once again, if you don't know yeah. these guys' names, they don't have no market value. And if they're interested, again, taking a chance on any of those guys getting hurt. So it's like, hello, okay. Hello. Is, my, is my mute off? Yeah, you're off mute. We can hear you. Okay, this is uh this is a two four eight. This is a star child calling in from the Motor City. How's everybody doing? Doing good, yes, bro. Sir. Appreciate the call, man. I appreciate uh yeah, I was just gonna chime in on, on the topic. You were talking about things that the AAF, I guess this uh this new AFL or American football league, you know, I I'm kinda old school, so you know, I remember the old USFL with the the, the the Michigan Panthers and Bobby A. Bear yeah. and the, uh-huh. you know, the Herschel Walker with the Stallions and and Jim Kelly playing for you know that's where Jim Kelly came from but uh, and I think that uh, Reggie Reggie uh, who was White. the uh, the defensive end for uh, Green Bay Reggie White Reggie White Reggie White, Reggie White. he I think he was with the Memphis Showboats or uh, I think he came yep. he, he played a little bit for them but I know that's back in the day but. I don't think that the NFL is trying to promote their practice league like the brother was saying. Maybe they should start, uh, you know, playing games like on a Saturday. I think they're kind of afraid to do that because they might find out that the practice squad is probably better than, you know, the regular team that they have. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist, brother, and they said, if you all don't know, that the NFL and the owners, they came from a gambling sports book type of business. So the NFL is listed as entertainment and not a sports league. And the thing is that the NFL is, is, is listed as a corporation as a whole. So there's no individual team. So there's really no motivation for a team to have a better squad because at the end of the day, after all of the TV revenue and all of the NFL revenue is all divided up like a pie. So what difference mm-hmm. do it make if you had a terrible team like the Lions have had and the Browns have had for years I think they get into the owners' meeting during the middle of the year, and they all discuss, okay, whose time for whose time is the blow up? Now, mind you, they've had organizations and franchises that have been model, you know, franchises, uh, you know, over the years, sort of like your New England Patriots, your Pittsburgh Steelers, your Dallas Cowboys, your uh, Green Bay Packers. But at the end of the day, everybody's getting the people out. Now, if you want real competition, you start paying out the revenue. Uh, the, the, um, um, uh, you start paying out the revenue based on who makes the playoffs and who goes farther in the playoffs than everybody else. Then you're going to start having some teams waking up and putting together a real team to see real competition on the field. Mm. So that's that's just my take. So, <laughs> you know, hey, but, hey, but hold, it is hold, what it think, is. Do you think that, um, you know, it was kind of like, I guess free agency kind of changed the game in the NFL? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. back in the early 80s, uh, late 80s and early 90s, or even the 70s, you know, when from from the Dolphins and the Steelers, you know what I'm saying, in, in the 70s, early 80s, and then you get to the 80s, it was basically the NFC East, you know what I'm saying, ran NFL for almost 10 years, along with mm-hmm. the 49ers. You know what I'm saying? 49ers, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys. 
won the Super Bowl for like, what, 10, 11 straight years. And then all of a sudden, right. you know, the NFL was like, you know, we want to get this free agency to kind of make it even. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of made cap. it even. Yeah, with the salary cap and free agency, it kind of made it a, a level playing field until Belichick popped up with the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? But but before yeah. that, I mean, it was it was basically dominated by four or five teams for for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. That that's true. That's true. Um, I, I heard y'all talking about Le'Veon Bell and about, you know, was it his benefit, you know, sitting out for a year. Um, and I, I think what it was is that he, you know, he was kind of he was kind of pissed because Ben was getting all of the recognition and pretty much him and A.B. had said in their interviews that, you know, Ben was sort of like upper management and then it was everybody else. But see, Le'Veon, they were all victims of Pittsburgh's organization because Pittsburgh has a history of not paying their players unless you're absolutely a bona fide all-pro star. But the thing is that a long time ago when Ben was going through all of that trouble, see, see, Pittsburgh had created a monster in Roethlisberger because when he was going through all of the rape charges and all of that off-the-field issues, they sort of like treated him like with a slap on the wrist and they didn't sort of like, you know, throw him under. This episode is brought to you by Carvana. They'll drive you happy. Carvana has purchased over a million cars from happy customers by giving them an offer within minutes. And they can do the same for you. Carvana will give you a real offer for your car within minutes. Then they'll come to pick up your car and pay you on the spot. So to get a real offer on your vehicle in minutes, download the app or visit Carvana.com. The bus is treating like the rest of everybody else getting charged. So that's at his home back then that, you know what, I'm kind of above, you know, everybody else. And ever since then, you know, Ben has just been acting like he was the president of the team. Even when they had uh, that one offensive coordinator come in, you know, they had changed They had changed the whole way that Pittsburgh ran their offense. They used to be like a running, a ground and pound team that played defense. But when Ben got there and acting, started acting like a prima donna, they started throwing the ball all over the yard, throwing the ball 40 times a game. And that was pretty much went against what, what, what Pittsburgh was built to do. And so, you know, they, and so Le'Veon was like, well, listen, man, it was more like a principal thing. Like, listen, y'all not going to pay me and, you know, keep throwing this franchise tag on me. I'm just sitting out. Whether I lose $14 million a year, it's all about the principal and the thing. Y'all not going to just keep doing me like that. That's what I think it, it was with him. Yeah, I think I think with Le'Veon and I think with the Big Ben, Le'Veon, A.B., um, I said this from the jump. So, so when Le'Veon was talking about – if you remember, man, Big Ben kept hinting that he may not want to play anymore. He may retire. His you know, yep. body getting beat up. Then with Le'Veon Bell and the franchise tag and starting to work on this deal, all of a sudden Ben said, I four or five more years. Um, then AB, somebody got a lot of background noise. Hold on. Then Le'Veon had, uh, you know, started trying to work out his deal. And then it kind of reminded me of when T.O. was going through a situation with the Eagles and Donovan McNabb spoke up about some, you know, included himself. And then when Brian Westbrook was up for money, he was, like, advocating for Brian Westbrook. And I think that's where the, quote, the leadership thing came into play because a leader's not going to speak on nobody's money. And if you're a true leader, you're going to try to make sure your weapons are around to help alleviate what you can do. 
And I, I really dislike when people bring up Tom Brady because Tom Brady is the outlier. Here's a guy that has been taking cuts for years uh, because he has a luxury of being, you know, married to one of the highest paid women on this planet in Griselda, you know, in Griselda, whatever her name is. Um, so now when you look at Le'Veon and Antonio Brown out, who's working on a new deal right now? Big Ben. Ben. He's going to get it. He's going to get it before the draft, probably. <laughs> Absolutely, he's going to get it. He's a quarterback. He's seen as the franchise, the GM, you know, showed that he's siding with Ben. And and I and I truly believe that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are doing themselves a disservice now by answering any questions about Big Ben. Like, right now, they need to just go ahead and say next comment. I done moved on because the tweet that A.B. made about when Juju – stood up for, for Ben, and A.B. said, you know, you can't listen to a guy that hasn't truly been paid more than once in this league because they don't – they have no idea. A.B. was saying truth, but I just think anything he says right now is going to look like a scorned girlfriend, and nobody's going to want to listen to it anymore because the line has been drawn in the sand, A.B. Like, they backing Ben. You and Le'Veon gone. They saying they got Juju. They saying they got James Conner. They don't need y'all no more. So if I was them, I wouldn't speak on anything. I wouldn't drop any more jewels on no Twitter, no Instagram. Just let it be. And um, that's my that's that's why I think about the Big Ben situation. Hey, hold on, I got a question you know, for you. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were. No, you good? I'm, I'm done. No, oh, okay. no, no, I'm done. Uh, um, I, I've been reading a lot. You know what I'm saying? Different different sites and so forth. Um, and uh. You know, you know, you know, we have this, this, uh, this umbrella of 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 the black quarterback, and you know, we we've been dealing with that for twenty plus years now, thirty years or so. So, I mean, with <clears throat> with everybody assuming Murray's going first, I mean, I, I understand that. But at the same token, what is the problem with all these rumors about? all these teams not being impressed with Haskins. Like, I, I've seen, mm. I, I just, before before I got on today, uh, I, w- I was reading where they said, you know, the Giants said maybe he really doesn't fit their system, so forth, so on, and they were thinking about maybe trading for uh, Josh Rosen. Uh, mm-hmm. The Dolphins uh, uh, were in there as well for for, the, for Josh Rosen maybe. You know, and, and they, I saw even a mock or two where they had even um, – uh, the kid from Missouri, you know what I'm saying, going before yeah. him. I, I guess John, mm-hmm. John Elway is, is kind of like hyping him up. Like, John Elway loves this kid. You know, and they yeah. said this was even before the season began. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, Mary had great numbers last year, but the mm-hmm. the numbers, and, and they all say, you know, we want to drop back pocket passer, you know, pass first quarterback. Well, this kid had the best passing numbers, you know what I'm saying, in the league, passing and touchdowns. So yeah. why all of all of the sudden this this negativity you know uh, about him and I mean since since the the combine and his pro day last week I thought you know what I'm saying right. by everybody's account was great you know what I'm saying yep. so what what's what's the what's the knock on this kid for for you know not being this surefire top three or four or five pick I, I might be able to answer that for you go ahead answer that I might be able to. I might be able to answer that for you. Um, what up, Darian? Go ahead. Go, by the way. I, I, I'll, I'll wait for them to kind of go in. Oh, with yeah. Rest in peace to Tech because I know Darian's a battle rap fan, and, and Aaron said it already in the Facebook chat. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I was about to say that. I was about to say the whole code for you, boy. 
Hey, but yeah. um, well, Haskin, man. Um, the thing is, I think what people are trying to allude to, they're alluding to the type of talent around him, about the the fact that he's not really throwing downfield. It's like I guess a lot of those yards are masked by the yak that his receivers are getting because the receivers that he does have are yeah. beasts after they catch the rock. So I think that's okay. what people are that are alluding to. So I think that's what the knock is, and they're they're really kind of challenging his um his uh, accuracy more so. But I mean, they do that to every black quarterback. But yeah, they're, right. they're definitely challenging him on that because they don't say by tape they don't say he throws the ball downfield enough. To me. Um, he's pretty much the same measurement as Jameis Winston all over again. Mm. Only, mm. only thing different between him and Haskin is Haskin is a lot smarter. You know what I'm saying? A lot smarter. And he, you know what I'm saying? He's not going to make those mistakes I, 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 off the I, I field. Have have to 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 I, would say, I would say he's probably smarter off the field, but on the field, um, Jameis Winston is a very smart quarterback. He, he actually no, I mean, is. Like, off, what I mean what I mean is off the field. He's talking about turnovers. He's talking about turnovers? Yeah, they're turnovers, too. Okay. Because, right. I mean, they both have big arms, but, you know, every time you do have a big arm, you know what I'm saying, you're going to try stuff that it's you know he ain't now. really supposed to try, you know? Yeah, and I think the thing that hurt Haskins, I mean, because I think the thing that's hurting Haskins is, all right, he played at Ohio State. Think, can you think of any – he played for Urban Meyer in that system. Can you think of any quarterbacks that really flourished in the NFL from his system? Um, and then this class isn't seen as a strong class because you got a lot of defensive players. Um, and the new knock is if you already got a young quarterback or a quarterback under contract, you might as well go get the defensive guys. That's if you want to compete for a championship. And, and everybody's talking about Go ahead. I was gonna say, and everybody talking about Drew Locke. Listen, for somebody that watches the SEC on a normal basis, Drew Locke is ass. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought, I thought so too. I probably, I probably watched six or seven games in Missouri. I didn't think he was good, but when you got, when you got, you got John Elway backing him, man. John, El- John Elway, John Elway is in love with this man. Here's the thing about I mean, John Elway. Has John Elway drafted a good quarterback? I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. No, I think oh, okay. that, you know, in, 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 the, in the in the circles of the National Football League masses, they see John Elway as that Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best ever. So his word is going to be their bond. But then when they evaluate him like they do any analyst or any scout, they're going to see when it comes to evaluating the quarterback position and choosing them, He's ass. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a knock on one of the players. What was my man from, uh, from from Memphis, Paxton Lynch? Man, Paxton Lynch. If you don't have to say 6'7", it really don't mess with you. You got to be the 6'7", 5'3". And then, and then, you know, they're talking about the boy from uh, Daniel uh, with Jacob. From- Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones from Duke, and we ate his lunch every time we played him. If you want to see how to stop Daniel Jones and make him look like ass, just look at the three games he ever played. That's what I don't understand, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just think that's just how some people go about things with coaching and developing, period. I don't see someone that dominates 
a game and all of a sudden being ass on the next level. Like, where's the ball being dropped on making this transition somewhere? That's like watching somebody – that's like watching Zion go from slamming and being able to score to not being able to do anything in the NBA. Hey, hey, I give you an example. Trent Richardson. It yeah, showed that Richardson. if you ain't got, you know, it, it's efficiency so quick. After his I first give year, another example. Year, he did well. Uh, Braxton Miller and Cardo Jones. Oh. He played well at Ohio State. Oh, but what I'm saying is, does, no. does it speak to the player? Does it speak to the player or the people that's around them on the next level that's in charge of development? I blame I all these players. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, but I'm always I'm always siding that it, it it goes with the organization and the people who could develop that talent. Because if you notice that the organizations who invest in the talent at quarterback, they usually win, and the talent meaning what they do best. You know, exactly. you know, we know like that Prescott. You call him a game manager, but that's what he does best. And luckily, he has Zeke. But you look at. The smart, the smart coaches, right the smart coaches build around their yeah. uh, quarterback, and and, and the other coaches that they just want to win, they yeah, they try to say, well, you got to be able to play in this system. No, what the Eagles did, but they just they just they just starting to be able to actually do that now. Because if that was yeah. the case, as wide open as the game is now, a lot of quarterbacks that didn't make it end up being wide receivers at the next level which should be able to still come and play quarterback based on the production that they had in, in college. I mean, you look at guys like Pat White, who was, who was a monster at West Virginia, and ended up being moved to receiver. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah, he, he was – he was, nah, I think it happened because he was too – like kind of like my situation. He was ahead of his, he was ahead of his time. Like if yeah, Pat White was playing during this day and age, he would he would be embraced. He would be embraced because oh. they got so many offensive minds now that can try to devise a scheme to to really utilize his talent. And here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with drafting a quarterback early if that's your missing piece, and then you run in all, a gimmick offense that can allow you to win games and possibly get you to the Super Bowl while they're still young. Because you can control the narrative, you can increase their value, and you can decrease their value. That's the situation right. that the Cowboys are running in because. Even though it's a lot of knocks on Dak Prescott, the fact that they're still winning and getting to the playoffs, and people always say quarterbacks are important and you need a quarterback to win, if his win-loss record is very good, he's going to hit the market is going to pay him upwards of $20 million. Like, right. there's nothing yep. they can do. And that first round is important because you get that extra year option, you know what I'm saying, for that first yeah. round, especially at, especially at quarterback. But the biggest thing, the so, biggest knock or the biggest comparison that I – thought, in my opinion, and I'm sure other people felt that way too, uh, is I, I read um, an article. I don't know if it was Sport News or ESPN, but it was uh, they, they someone compared him to Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, they uh, did. Why? Nah. They did. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Somebody, like a flat somebody player, compared you know, him to Joseph Year has a strong arm. He's not a mobile black quarterback. So, you look, if you, are, if you are a quarterback that's not labeled as mobile, and, and people got to realize this, Jameis Winston was labeled as a dual threat for some reason. I don't know why. But if you're not labeled as a dual threat. All right. So if you're labeled as a dual threat quarterback, you're either labeled to Jamarcus Russell or you're called Byron Leftwich. Uh-huh. Mm. And they, I heard and, that. And I heard I'll that, tell that me this. 
Why do people talk about Dak as if he had amazing weapons around him? He had a he had an agent Dez who won the thing for a while. He had an old ass uh, tight end that can't outrun nobody on his phone. You know what Was I'm saying? And, and and he had a little bit of white guy in the slot. You know, like come on, like don't get me wrong. I'm not saying dude to Tom Brady or nothing like that, but like. When he got Amari Cooper, you saw his uh his stuff go up. Oh, oh, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I'm You're just right. I'm just saying like I think the uh judgment of that be a little unfair. It'd be unfair because people still look at our offensive line as the greatest yeah, offensive yeah. line of symbol. Right. Rock, he played for the Cowboys, fan. Let's just go ahead and get right uh, to the music. Uh, he for the goddamn Cowboys. So nobody want to give the Cowboy player any type of respect, bro. I'm just keeping the funk. Like, yep. as much as I used to joke Tony Romo, I always said, but it, his journey, and then when you really look at him, he was a good-ass quarterback. It's easy to joke yeah. him about turnovers and, and fumbles, but the fool could play quarterback. Like, a lot of teams, that, a lot of people that talk trash about him, would take a Tony Romo over they bum-ass quarterback quick. And, and yep. pay for the Cowboys, fam. Like, only person the Cowboys you got to give respect to is Zeke. There is no way you can front and say Zeke's not one of the best because you, you're going to look like Nobody a Nobody hate on Zeke, no, man. <laughs> you can't hate on Zeke, man. Ain't no way. Ain't no damn way. Hey, Hawk, I tell you this. I tell you this. On, on draft night, if, if say by pick 9-10, uh-huh. If that kid ain't gone, if that kid ain't gone, Daniel Snyder gonna trade up to get him, man. Who? Haskins. If he not, if he oh, not gone by, if he not gone by nine or ten for one, he see dollar signs. He a DMV kid, and for two, Haskins, Haskins and his son are best friends. They they went to uh-huh. Bullets together. Okay, that's yeah, some good. Saying, but y'all 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 trying to get Rosen though? I thought. Uh, yeah, but they, I, but but the Giants and the Dolphins in there too. They pick high. We at fifteen. Hey. They in the top ten. Hey, dog, Darius starting shit, man. Don't listen to that. <laughs> 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 hey, man, hold on. Hey, no, hey. so, no, check this out. Check this out. Let's go ahead and fast forward to a, another hot topic in the, in the NFL. The coaches are now allowed to challenge uh, PI calls. Do y'all feel like that's gonna slow down the game? Hell no. yeah, it's gonna slow down the game. Yes, it Not is. Why you think? Damn Because they're gonna have to watch the whole play. Because they're gonna have to watch the whole play. They only get two challenges though. They don't get an extra challenge. So there's only two challenges. It's not, it's, it's, it's not going to be any different than them challenging any other play. And under yeah, that's two minutes and a half, under two minutes in the second and the fourth quarter, still up to the official. It's not going to change anything. Man, damn near every oh, play oh, is oh, oh, oh. It's, it, 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 it's the rule they get to challenge the, the pass interference call or they get to throw a flag themselves and say that was pass interference. Either or. Either or. Wow. So the coach is a, a coach slash referee now. I mean, they can challenge. I mean, it's in place just so something like what's happened the past couple of years in the defensive backfield does not take place. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a bad call or where the offensive guy pushed off. But it's trying to make sure that they cover in a sense um, and that if it's inside two minutes, then the booth can, you know, essentially buzz down. But, I mean, I like it, man. You just, it's just a one-year thing. So they can kind of time and see how many times that that – 
was challenged and what was the overall time of the game. Uh, but it, I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, hey, the coaches hey, voted hey, on it. 31 coaches right. won, so 31 coaches voted on it. Right. The only I think the only uh, only ones who didn't was uh, the Bengals. I think I heard. But um, what, they don't what, have a coach, do they? What's the deal with um, – I heard they one thing they turned down was the AAF has this uh, <clears throat> quote-unquote sky ref, <clears throat> I guess, who sets uh, sets in the in the press box, you know what I'm saying, who can buzz down, you know. Who can buzz and, down, yeah. And, and tell the head of the white hat, you know, that he saw a certain thing. But the NFL owners said they didn't want that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, how can how can this be effective in the AAF, but they say they don't think it'll be effective in the league? I think the thing with, with the NFL was they agreed on this first one. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they didn't want to implement two things. They they gave you the PI option. Got you. So, you know, use yeah. the NFL is always one. And, and you got to give it to the NFL, though. They are. They definitely are more proactive than these other leagues as far as up, updating. Whatever. You know, what can be. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. They ain't going to keep it there because I'm crying. Look, right, I don't want to hear it. All right. So, I ain't trying to hear it. I ain't, I ain't falling for it. So, enough NFL talk. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get to the NBA talk now. NBA talk. We saw Giannis versus the Beard yesterday. Two-layer question. Did anybody solidify the MVP yesterday? And are the Bucks definitely a threat to Golden State? Anybody can go. The Bucks were, but the injuries I think gonna hurt, man. With Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon, and uh, and they big man. Who? The other dude, um, the foreign guy. Oh, I know you're talking about. I can't say his name. Yeah, I can't say his name. He six last yeah. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. He went down. He went down every day. Too. Yeah, that's that. But Bron still be back second round of playoffs at the latest. I heard. But um, I mean, as far as the MVP, as far as, far as the MVP race, I, man, I think Giannis. Um, I think Giannis got it on lock though. I mean, they've been dominant no. all year long. They have. Like they all have. year long. I mean, it's hard to. You can't. It's hard to go against somebody that got the number one record, not just in their conference, in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I had to say it like that, but then again, I don't know. It's kind of dicey because if, if your boy Harden doesn't score at least 30 to 40 points, they're not winning either. But, yeah, yeah it, it's kind of slippery slope on the, either side after I, you lose them either way. I fell asleep on the game because I, I just got back from partying all week. But yeah, you've been, on, living, you've been living your best the life out there, forty nine ninety five. Yeah, man. Hey, that's hey. It's amazing how you can take forty nine ninety five and change your life with it. I, I should have What's the acronym for your squad again? It ain't it ain't TMT. Uh, is what is it? Uh, the Rich Team. The Rich it stand, Team. It stands for. Yeah, it stands for Realize It Can Happen. Ooh, the rich team. 4995. You know, most people have a poor mentality. They pass over opportunities repeatedly. So mm, that's why my fans has, has the rich mentality. We call that insanity, too. 
keep doing the same shit over and over. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. crazy. <laughs> but back My to the NBA, man. Oh, go ahead. One more. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was asking who won. Oh, a oh, Greek freaking them won. They, they had James Harden on clamps. You know, Eric Bledsoe, athletic ass, was blocking his layups, staying on his right, uh, on his uh, on his left hip. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't let him go to his left. Right. Yeah, the limit I caught, they wasn't letting him go left, but it was easy for him. He was getting to the hoop, and but you know what I'm saying? Waiting. They was up. Them big boys was waiting, dog, and then Eric Blesso started taking off on them floaters and little layups and was punching that joint. I was right. like, good God, he athletic as hell. Wow. So y'all, wow. so everybody, everybody wants to give it to 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 Greek Freak. I mean, because of the record and you know also his stats, he also went deep as a player of the year. Also, he could double dip. Yeah, that'll be what's gonna suck though. They better they better go far in the playoffs though, because they mess around losing the first round. Ooh, right. oh, to see, I'm I'm glad you said that right there, Darian. Is is Giannis now? The LeBron James of the East, in which his team is always going to be number one seed and flake in the playoffs before LeBron left Cleveland the first time. How how much stock do y'all put in? It's going to be hard, man, because even if they do make it to the second, I mean, even if they do make it past, probably probably be Miami. Um, you got to play Boston or you got to play play Philadelphia. Those ain't no and easy that, out. And, and everybody keeps sleeping. I'm sorry, one more, one more thing. And everybody keeps sleeping on Kyrie like like he doesn't know how to how to close a playoff game. Like, Boston will be mm-hmm. right by the time the playoffs start, man. I ain't even worried about them. But, you no. know, like I said, we'll see what happens. Big question a year too soon because we don't know where KD and uh, Kyrie – and going to go and where AD might end up and what and what Kawhi going to do. So, based on that, I don't know if the Greek freak will be the LeBron of the East after that because you never know. Somebody might make a move to where they create a golden state in the East somewhere. You see what I'm saying? And now yeah. the Greek freak is LeBron in uh, playing against Golden State around too soon to get to the uh, championship. I got a question for y'all about Harden. Do you feel like Harden's been great for, you know, this many seasons with his ability to score that it's normal now? It's almost like Westbrook and triple doubles. It's like nobody cares anymore. So the fact that West that Harden is averaging 36, do you feel like everybody's like, ah, we've seen this before. But Giannis, yeah, it's like that new blood. So we're going to give him the MVP. Basically, Carl Malone and Michael Jordan. The year Carl Malone. James Harden the catalyst. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like he averaging 36. Will we ever? Did you ever think that we would question who the MVP would be in the league when somebody's averaging 36 points and damn near 10 assists? Also, that's how you know he done made it normal. Is it? To is get it I mean, is it, is it just? A, is it just the fact that? Uh, I mean, is the overall fact of the record and the and the Bucks have a better record than the number one seed? And that's what it looks like. I think that's what really helps. And then they won over 40 games by winning plus 10. And then they top five in offense and defense as a team. So it's like, and he's the biggest impact. Um, so, so when you talk about MVP, everybody always point to with Giannis both ways, and then the team record. And that yeah. kind of like 
it's like empty, like you said, empty calories. Um, James Harden can do all that, but they still got how many losses? Twenty something losses. You see what I'm saying? And you got Giannis. I saw him do it yesterday. Where like when they uh, right before I fell asleep, he was like, "Okay, the game ain't going how I want to go." He got the rebound, pushed all the way down, post up, turn around, get a foul. Like it ain't nothing. Like dude can really take over a game and control. The, the narrative, like Jordan was. I'm not comparing him to Jordan, but what I'm saying is, you know how some people points, even though they work the same amount of points, but they not? I, I don't know if that makes sense to some people or not. Like, yeah. James Harden scoring 36 is not the same as a, uh, Steph Curry scoring 36. When Steph, Steph Curry points seems to hurt you so bad, just like Clay Thompson, but when it comes to a guy like James Harden, he can do all of that, and you can look up. The other teams still be in the games and have a chance to beat them and stuff. You see what I'm saying? So, and yeah. does that really carry far, far as the championship? I know folks look at that. But what you asked earlier about the MVP, the, N- the NBA be cheating on that, bro. They just, <laughs> it's, a regular, it's a regular season award, but they wait so long to award it. Like, I think they be waiting to see what you're going to do in the playoffs. They damn near do. But here's the thing. So, um, my man Nathan says the most viable player, not the scoring champ. So, I'm going to pose this question. If you take Harden off of Houston and you take Giannis off of the Bucks, who, which team, which team would be a playoff team? Houston. So, you think Houston would be a playoff team over the Bucks? Because Chris Paul's still on that team. Okay. So Chris that, that, that Chris Paul, Chris Paul, are we, are we really gonna do this right now? Are we really gonna do this right now? I mean, Yo, on, I mean, that's, that's a legitimate question because when you go to MVP, you got to break down like because scoring hard is one, and people say Harden don't play defense. Three years ago, out of I'm in agreement, but he does. I mean, people these advanced analytics freaks and my and he play defense now. Don't, he lead the league in steals, don't he? Oh, nope. shucks. That's, uh, but he do Paul play George. defense now. Not like Giannis do, but he played defense. He played defense just like Steph Curry do, put like that. <laughs> <laughs> Help defense. He was unanimous. That's what he did. <laughs> uh, I, think, I, think, I think in the playoffs, man, I think – And I will say that he's overrated in the NBA because a lot of guys don't play defense. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they can't. I mean, can you truly play defense on Kyrie Irving? Can you truly play defense on Steph? Can you truly play defense on Harden? Can you truly play defense on John Wall? Can like, can you truly play defense on it? Like, it's a, a select few guys who can play defense. And then there's other guys who just like, I'm going to just kill him more than he killing me. I, I mean, guess it depends on what's your, what's your offensive load responsibility for your team. If you're you somebody that they you Yeah, if you if dependent on to score a lot for your team, then, yeah, you kind of get a pass for playing defense in today's game. But if you're not – I, I believe those guys can be played, Dion. They can't be stopped, but you can, you know, do things to try to make it harder on them. But guys now just – I guess they say we're going to see who can uh, make the most. Facts. Because, see, Clay, Clay, Clay Thompson plays defense. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
he can't dribble. He better play some damn defense. Shoot. Uh-huh. Got the lead. <laughs> hey, uh, Big Baller Brand. Have y'all heard about what's going on with the Big Baller Brand and, and Lonzo and Laval? <laughs> no. So apparently a family friend um, stole some money, like a million bucks. And I think he owned like 14% of Big Baller Brand and Lonzo's taking control. Basically, they un- like all the brothers unfollow the pops. Um, I mean, basically, he being an adult right now, and he he making his daddy fade to black. Wow. Yeah, in, in a nutshell, man, because I don't know, I don't know everything or re- what really happened, but I know the rift happened because a family friend em- embezzled like a like a million bucks, basically, and um, now Lonzo's taking control of his career. And his brother. That's a bitter, that's a bitter, sweet moment because it, yeah, it, I, I, my big ups to uh, Lonzo, but then again, I know how LeVar think LeVar would, would disown him forever for that shit. And that's going to hurt him because he's going to still want to be cool with his dad and all that. In the beginning, he's going to be tough with it and like, well, it don't matter, man. He wasn't doing it right, all that. You're going to look down the line. Lonzo probably want to see his dad, man, 10 years, 5, 10 years later. He's going to be like, damn, dad, we still beefing. You still my dad. I don't know. I hope it don't play out like that. But I mean, he, and then, at, and then at some it, point he had to do that, man. He had to he had to take his control of of his career. I mean, it's cool when you know what I'm saying you growing up. You know what I'm saying you middle school, high school. But man, he ain't grown man in the NBA now. You know, Pop's got grown man. Got fade, he got to fade back, man. He got to let him be his own man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and all, all that and all I that think, hype was good. You know what I'm saying? But that ain't you know like he came out the other week, a couple weeks ago. I, I want my son to get traded to Phoenix. They can yeah. win a championship in feet. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me. Yeah. To me, I I don't I mean obviously I don't know him personally, but I don't I don't think me being me, I wouldn't want my pops out there. You know what I'm saying? Gassing me up and all on first take and all that. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't want that, man. I mean, if it wasn't for pops gassing him, he wouldn't he wouldn't be a Laker right now. But then, and and a lot of y'all called it. A lot of y'all said um, that you know his his persona will wear, will wear out and this riff, a riff like this would take place. A lot of people said this would this will happen. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people saying, I told you so. And they're saying that Lonzo is hinting at joining Nike. It'll be interesting. Hey, hey, they're, basically trying to dissolve, they're trying to dissolve the business. And, yeah. you know, Lonzo, hey, you know, if you get his pops to buy from him or whatever, he owns 51%, but go ahead. Right, right, right. Hey, uh, touching on the Lakers, um, with, this, with this Jason Kidd news, do you think Jason Kidd and LeBron could fit to, and work together, or do you think he should go back to Cal and, and try to turn their program around? Uh, uh, shit. I don't know who could coach LeBron, to be honest with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, man, because cause here's the thing. and It's not a knock on LeBron as a person, a businessman, what he stands for, but LeBron has a lot of supreme power mentally he understands the game you know what i'm saying like his eyes are wide open so lebron has so much power that he can speak his damn mind and he can say cryptic messages and if you are a young player your ass is nervous being a a teammate lebron james if you establish veteran 
you find as as far as somebody like a Kyrie or a Kevin Love and things like he ain't gonna get rid of you. But if you're a young guy and you good, he'll get rid of your ass for some for some proven veteran. And as LeBron, that's gonna make as LeBron gets easy. older, as LeBron gets over over the next four or five years towards the twilight of his career, can he be a player coach? I wouldn't put anything past LeBron, man. The dude just he's a great he's he's savant, he's savant of the game, man. So I'm never gonna say LeBron can't do something because he had served me shut the hell up juice, and I, I don't hey, need oh, that. If they get <laughs> if they get like a KD, a AD, see people think that LeBron needs another superstar, like another one or two superstars. I really think he only need one and uh, then a coach. See, a coach can't get on LeBron about. I'm a LeBron fan. Like you said, man, he's supposed to call me Nick Wright on here before. Like, but LeBron, LeBron, Le, you, you can't get on LeBron about playing defense until he got somebody that can shoulder their scoring load, right? So it's almost yeah. unfair to put a coach like a Doc Rivers, a Greg Pop, Pop uh, or any of these big-time coaches in there with LeBron because they won't do any clash if he has to shoulder the offensive load because he's not going to fucking play defense if he got to spend all his energy trying to score. So if you get somebody else in there that can score, I guarantee you LeBron going to give us one of them seasons where he talked about in the defensive MVP race. Watch what I'm saying. The Lakers Lakers need a shooter. Go after Klay Thompson. Here's the thing thing with LeBron. Here's the thing with LeBron. His ass got to compromise. You can't – you don't – look, man – you got to trust that other guys can develop and set the table and run the show so you can rest on offense. Basically, what you used to do with Kyrie. When Kyrie would just take the ball, went pass it back to him, and all of a sudden Le- LeBron was like, oh, shit, this little dude the ball. All right, go get him, Kyrie. Because it took Kyrie not giving the ball back for LeBron to finally be like, okay, he's going to go ahead and get his, his work. But when you look at the Lakers, how it was built, he had playmakers who can get their own shot, create, and do things. At where he could have kind of rested and took a step back. But when he took the man of the ball, he took away from the strength of those young guys. He didn't have catch-and-shoot guys. Lonzo is not a 3-and-D guy. He made Lonzo a 3-and-D guy. Ingram is not a spot-up shooter. Kuzma could do it, but Ingram is a scorer. And you saw when LeBron asked was out, and after the All-Star break, Ingram was getting you damn near 30 points a game before his blood clots kicked in. So I think that's just LeBron was just setting his ways of I want to – it's like Big Ben. I won a championship like this. This is what it takes to win a championship. It's like, no, that's what it took then to win a championship. Time has changed, brother. You got to evolve. You can't have that old, good old days type of mentality or your ass going to be sitting at home for the first time in 14 years or whatever, how many years, in my opinion. But I ain't no pro or nothing, so my my bad, LeBron. I just played 2K. Hey, but, hey Hulk, did you see the, uh, did you see the clip of uh, uh, – Gilbert Arenas yesterday, man. Nah, but what he Gilbert don't never let me down. So what he do? Uh, Nick Young, Nick Young challenged him. <clears throat> Did he said, beat uh, Nick? You know he had, he had a better shot, right? So oh, they hey. put up they put up they put up a hundred stacks, man, a hundred thousand, man. And he beat Nick. And didn't uh, Gilbert, well, he didn't he didn't show up. He he waited. It, it was on it was on YouTube joint. He waited for like an hour. Oh, Nick yeah, Young never showed up. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He hit, like, he hit like 97 out of 100 shots or something. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, Gilbert, hey, dog, Gilbert gets buckets. And if y'all ever, oh, yeah. and look, if you ever go to his YouTube channel, man, and go back a couple of months ago where he was on the court breaking down how to attack, like, a guy like Kawhi Leonard or 
I mean, just listen to him talk basketball, fam. As much as he cuss and joke and troll, yeah. man, it's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. He, was, he was like man. that. Yo, for, hey, like, two or three, for two or three years, he was probably a top three, four player cook in the league Kobe for ass. two years. Who, how many dudes, uh, how many dudes can they cook Kobe ass? I cook Kobe. <laughs> what up, Darren? Did y'all already talk about the Duke and UCF situation? No, nah, go ahead. Go oh. ahead. Go ahead. NCAA okay. Marshall. So, let's go. We're going we to um, give UVA the credit for the game plan of how to stop Duke, even though it was already known that stop Duke is to make them shoot. The only problem with happened with UVA is uh, your boy Barry caught fire that night, and that's really what it was. But the real Duke showed up against UCF. And everybody talked about that, how, how Zion and all that other stuff was. Zion was the reason they was even in the game. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like I think Michigan State going to take them out next um, next series. Because if you can shoot, I think that's going to be the way, the easiest way to kill them. But then, you know, then again, no, not everybody has a taco, whatever her name is. Taco. Yeah. Taco. Yeah. Hey, man, let me say something about Duke, man. Duke is a team that, yeah, you could damn to shoot, but them fools going to keep shooting. It's like playing pickup. You might leave a dude ass wide open, but if you don't run out on them and you let them take a damn deep breath and really take their time, they're going to splash them. You still better, like, scramble to them halfway, at least get their blood flowing or something. But you let, you let them boys concentrate to shoot a damn three all game you want to. They're going to start hitting on you, especially RJ. But look, you let but him look at the boy Cam Cam Rutter's supposed to be the shooter. What but but Cam, but Cam, but Cam is the Cam is the one though. Cam is the one. Every game he hits big shots. He, he hit, hit a the big, big shot the other night. Yep. He hit you a big. He hit a big one. You, Absolutely you, right. You, if you let him, if you let him keep shooting, I mean he he is clutch in, in clutch moments. It's, it's been three or four games this year where he has made the big shot to put them up. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, so what you're yeah, saying to me? He should stay game? another year, trash for at least three quarters, and then he'll turn up for the last quarter. Is that what you're trying to say? Basically, he that, yeah. I'm telling you, he that dude in the open gym, dog, that you like, man, he's some damn trash. And all of a sudden, you be like, oh, let's make him pass. He ain't going to hit it. And his ass hit it five times that day in the damn open gym. you like, man, God I damn. Think, I think, and, damn. And they, I think, always, they always hit the game winner, so you be mad as hell. <laughs> hey, but the, but the Dawkins kid balled out, man. Did y'all think Dawkins playing for Coach K and coaching alongside Coach K? That played a major role too. Let's not forget that. He know he know everything Coach K gonna do. That played a huge role. He was a step. He out coached Coach K. He he beat the teacher without winning though. He ain't win, but he beat the teacher. And his and his son was getting them buckets too. Good God, who was checking him? Who was checking his Red son? Was, was Reddish and um um. Yeah. I can't think of who was the boy for UCF that was had like 32 points. Oh, uh, the that's, his that that's, game? His, that's his son. That's his yeah. son. That was the coach's son. I said, why, I said, why don't RJ Barrett play like this? If Barrett's supposed to be that type of he guy, got one hand. why don't he RJ play like this? He don't dribble with the left. That's it. Hey, he can't. Uh, he can't use it. He he can't. He can't go right at all. He, he can't. He oh. can't use his right. Everything. Everything comes back to his left hand. And he going to me. He gonna struggle in the NBA with that until he until he corrects that. Yeah, like he gonna he gonna be like that. Like his other homeboy in Canada, uh, Wiggins. Gonna be just Wiggins. like him. Oh, All that talent. You wanna be Andrew Wiggins? 
Ooh, oh, that talent ain't no, ain't no heart trouble. behind it. There he go. That's what he do. Not nah. in trouble. Andrew Wiggins. Hey, you know, it's probably a real good thing that, that Dawkins is at UCF now because you can imagine his son on this Duke roster. But he would have been at Duke oh, yeah. if his dad was still there. Only got no burn. <laughs> no burn. <laughs> nah, I'm messing with it, though. He probably got about five minutes. <laughs> they would have paid him yeah, there one nah, but, but for real, I, I mean, I, I was actually glad. I mean, I, I'm. At the, end, at the end of the game, I was kind of rooting for UCF, but I was glad Duke won, man, because I, I want as many ACC teams to keep to keep moving and keep winning as possible. For oh, real, hell for real. no. Oh, hell no. Nah, the go for UVA. Go That's for UVA because y'all know, y'all know y'all about to do for one. You know what I'm saying? Y'all getting, Come on, man. Y'all Come, on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Y'all getting into that elite eight territory. Y'all know how y'all do. You know what I'm saying? What up, bro? Hey, I heard you. Uh, I didn't catch it, but I heard you say something about Cardi B. I called in. What was that? Yeah, Cardi B <laughs> out here, drugging motherfuckers, taking their money, bruh. And they want to compare her to R. Kelly and Pill Cosby. I don't know about that. They paid for service already. They wanted the sex. She had sex with them. She just robbed their ass in the end. That's what they get for paying for sex. Uh, I'm just saying that. But, but what you, what's your thoughts, man? Do you do you you know, on the same level as Bill Cosby and, and Robert Kelly? No, because uh, the other it, two were privileged. No, it, I, I mean, mean, if she was drugging people and robbing people, that's dead ass wrong. But I don't believe she was yeah, doing it. Um, I really don't. Well, she I, said I'm it. I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I believe. Wild what she doing? Uh, exactly, and and you know me, I've been in the music industry. They all do that dumbass shit. So she need to come out now and say, well, nah, I was just saying it for shock value and it sound gangster. Like, people will tell you the most gangster stories in the music industry and try to make it seem like they did it and not realizing that, bruh, what hey, you look. did is some foul shit. Like, you need to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? So hey, her, look. Her, hey, saying Rob. That, Rob. her saying that, that's some foul shit. Like, if you agreed to go okay. sleep with somebody for some money, it should have just been. So you prostituted and you robbed people? So, hey, you know what I'm saying? But if hey, there Rob. was a man doing if a man was doing that, oh, oh, so check this out. out. She didn't actually Listen. rob them. She was getting goons to rob them. So she, so she was setting dudes up. And guess what? That, that, that happens every. That happens every day in the city where I'm from. Most of you guys that get killed, they get killed because a woman sets them up. Because that's what men let their guard down. And then you got mm. some guys that when, when when guys come in, everybody see that's why I tell folks all the time, y'all be thinking y'all gonna be out here robbing. Everybody ain't giving their stuff up and that's when the robber don't go as planned, then you got a murder on your hands and all that, now you looking stupid. And that's what that's what happens every single day. And and I'm not gonna back her on it, bro. Like that's wrong. That's dead yeah. wrong and to be she shouldn't even never said anything about it. She tried mm-hmm. to change it up and say the dudes that she had robbed actually were conscious and they were guys that she was dating or involved with. So God damn. I'm dating that's you. That's worse, you right? <laughs> I mean it's not good. I mean, God God she just said And guess what? She was making and a mark. show you that show you like I and you know I had these different type conversations with women all the time. I don't sugarcoat stuff. I'm not biased about it. I think the black man is the most attacked 
human being on the planet. And here we go with a woman doing this type stuff. And, look, she's going to be back. And I kind of blame us. We don't like each other enough. I I, I want to start getting black men to get behind each other and support each other big time. If this was a black man that came out and said this, he would be crucified. Fact. He will be crucified. He'd be locked up right now, right now, unless his name was Robert C- Kelly. He, n- n- only n- Robert n- Kelly. Now check this out. Check this out. Check this out. I'm waiting to see the. I'm waiting to see the Me Too movement. I'm waiting to see the Me Too movement on Cardi B. But you know what? Men got too much pride. See, like right now, any man that ever lived in the area she lived in can lie and say. I, yeah, that happened to me, and he got a case against her. But ain't no man gonna do it. You know hey, what I'm if saying? Hey, if he do it, what let, he gonna be called? If he do it, what he gonna be called? He gonna be called oh. a gold digger, a, a bitch ass. You know what? A hoe, all that. He gonna be called hey. everything under the sun. They call call me Peyton. Hey. That's what I wanna be called. Hey, 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 look, hey, hey, look, hey, they, 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 Hey, they look out on look near. Hey, but yo. if I stayed anywhere, if I stayed anywhere near Cardi B and been to a strip club, she worked at, I would have been. I'm raped now. Those are, I'm, <laughs> I, I got raped. I got robbed. I got all them R's. Hey. All them hey. R's. Hey, hey listen, I'm stepping listen. out there, bro. I got, I got the bruise <laughs> right here. It's <laughs> hey, all that you can prove because if Jesse Smollett can get away with what he got away oh. with, with no charges. I gotta hear y'all opinions on that situation. Oh, Almost, because because I'm mad I'm kinda mad at the black community about this situation because everybody is upset. Everybody is upset with this dude because he got off. How long have we been having innocent black men and women go to prison? Every I don't care who it is. Even though I think R. Kelly's a fucking monster. If he beat this case here, I'm going to celebrate like it was my brother beat. <laughs> because anytime a black man get over on the system, I'm happy for it. No lie. Anytime a black man get over on the Yo, system, I'm happy for it. This is ill right now. <laughs> he said he going to celebrate, huh? Yeah, hey, I'm gonna celebrate. I'm gonna do cartwheels. On behalf of Robert Kelly, I'm popping bottles on y'all dollars. Matter of fact, oh, you can mark my word. I'm going to pop bottles hey, if R. Kelly win. I'm gonna do a video. Ask your questions, dog. I'm gonna take it back for you. If you, if you, if he wins, you gonna have your clothes on while you popping bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could find some Jabot pants right now. That was my shit back in the day, boy. Oh, hold on, Rob. Hold, hold on, hold on. I almost forgot. Boy, you had some damn Floyd Mayweather boots on in one of your photos. No, on I did, man. Guess what's so messed up about that is? My grandmama started the charge of everybody joking on me. I was like, golly, grandmama, how you going to get the world to start trying to check me? I, I didn't have on no boots, for one. It's just the pants and the uh, shoes I had on the same color, so it make it look like they oh. boots. <laughs> but when I looked at the picture out there, everybody was saying it. It did look like I had on boots, though. I laughed the whole way back from Atlanta reading them comments, man. They was on my ass on that picture. 
You had them Floyds on, dog. You had a lot of kicking you out there. Man, I, 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 I was so shy I'm on them in Atlanta. Damn, Boots got you on a Bentley in the Phantoms and, uh-huh. and Rolling Boys. I'm wearing I'm wearing boots. If, if, I, if my car costs over 200000 I'm wearing boots. You can't uh-huh. get in my car with flies. Yo, I try to get some flies. Try to get in my Bentley with some damn you wearing boots. Man, it was people from man, people from all over was talking about the car, man. Like, I had to, everywhere you go, you had to stop so somebody could take a picture with the car, man. Ooh, yeah, look at that Bentley! Look at that Bentley! Hey, look, yeah, man, can you move? So I can take a picture of your car. <laughs> move, move. I don't want, I don't want you. <laughs> get them boots out of my picture. Yeah. Hey, man, get the goddamn boots. Out. But that, hey, that's what's crazy though. Like I literally go around and show people how they can get them a Bentley, bro. Like on the government, all that is advertising. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Said, Use your social media said, for that. My dog said, "How do I feel about Ti calling Mayweather a bitch, nigga?" Here's what I think about Ti. When he had that three dollar damn ban for Gucci, I lost a lot of respect for him. I ain't banned. I'm not yep. boycotting him for three goddamn days and then go back to sp- and getting mad because Floyd's still spending his money. When after seventy two hours, you gonna go back and spend your damn money? Man, look, let me tell y'all exactly. something right now. Yeah, man, don't, don't, don't people show you? Know don't that, people show you, you know their true color? Yeah, that food chain you buying food from, you don't even know. What that only thing about you? But they always say out of sight, out of mind. Man, look, if Floyd want to look, right. Floyd is at, is at the status where he could be whatever the hell he want to be. He could be a cool, a herb, a bitch ass. But when you got multi millions, you really can't tell them they they ain't gonna be woke because they sleeping in money. No, I, 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 that's why I argue. <laughs> right. I don't argue with people. Hey, I met I met both his assistants. Matter of fact, two days ago, the girl that won the show with the dreads and another one. I, and I oh, made what? sure I ain't say none of. Yeah, I made sure I ain't say none about used to being free man game nothing there because you know him. The future don't get along. I'm trying. I'm trying to get here everywhere I can and make money. Uh, I don't say to people when people got money, man. They don't listen to little peons. And and and, and the thing about no. this, that's what Ti is. He's very successful. Does a lot. He like an ant to Floyd. Floyd looking at him like, that little ass money you got, fool, I made more than that in 30 minutes. Your lifetime, Man. your lifetime worth, I made that in literally 30 minutes versus many, versus Conor McGregor. Come on, son. And he get to hang. Uh, he don't know what happened or what not happened. He get to hang over the man's head that, uh, man, your wife was with me one night. <laughs> Do you wonder what happened? Like, and then, and then it ain't like you could tell Floyd to square up. Only thing you could do is say, I'll shoot you. You can't <laughs> tell him to square up. To square up. He, he can't beat that man on no level. 50 Cent tried to square up with Floyd in the closet and got lumped up. I don't believe that, Hulk. That happened. Hey, look, I ain't see no bruises on Floyd. So, so they, that, why I ain't heard nothing about So they actually did square that's up. A Floyd, that's that's what uh Floyd. That's what uh Fifty said. They got into it. They rumbled, and he just couldn't get a hold of the little dude. And his hands was real fast. Oh, yeah. You know, that's Fifty Cent, dog. Fifty Cent. Anybody else? He gonna punish you. You know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's I cause Floyd, I always Floyd. I always figured that I could beat Floyd because he was so small. 
But I know he's going to hit you a thousand. Yeah, I know he's going to hit you a thousand times. I'm just trying to get that one punch landed on him. But that's what I'm saying. Floyd ain't knocking out no 250, 260 pound man. He's going to hit him a bunch of times, but he ain't going to knock him out. No. But guess what? My little four year old son, my little four year old son, I always. I always teach him. I teach my four-year-old son how to punch and stuff, right? And when he hits you in the face, it hurts. So, like, <laughs> so I know it, even though Floyd weighs smaller, them punches still hurt. Hey, check this out, dog. Them punches Real talk. still hurt. Real talk. In a street fight, in a, in a street fight, God on the shoe. I'm gonna tell you what Floyd gonna do to any and everybody. He gonna punch people square in the damn nuts, straight like that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't playing. I'm punching you in the nuts. Ah, and I'm walking In a street fight, he really don't stand a chance. Cause I'm going to get close enough to grab him. When I grab him, I'm going to body slam him. And it's, <laughs> here's a misconception that all of us have. Here's a misconception all of us have. We ain't going to get close to him because them bodyguards going to LaDainian Thomas ah, stick on my ass. I want them bodyguards. He was a... Why they still on us? He gonna get a couple punches in. That's what's gonna be unfair. Why they saying right. back up? And you say, "What's up now, Floyd?" He's like, "What you say?" Bop, 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 bop. You gonna be goddamn <laughs> <strong. laughs> Floyd on YouTube. What's the, uh, what's the what's the big bodybuilder do on YouTube? Bop, 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 bop. I got the black dude that be playing video games. Damn, I forgot his name, man. Shout out to him. But the bop, 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 bop. But yeah, man, let's get up out of here, dog. We been here enough, man. The wife is coming here with popsicles and stuff. Ain't trying to share no popsicles. It's hot outside here. But y'all want, y'all want to shout out anybody before we get up out of here, man? Hey, Hawk, you going to uh, pro day tomorrow? Oh, yeah. I'll be there bright and early. 815, baby. I'm there. Yeah. You know what? Good, good. Hey, good. I, I, I saw a few cats. I saw a few cats run a 438 today. I told them to shh, don't run no more. They still got. Don't run no more, man. You in there. Go on here, roll. These kids. Oh, hey, me and Raheem was so mad out there. Raheem was like, man, look at these motherfuckers that's, that's uh, uh, looking at the guys out here. Can't play a liquor ball. That's the problem. The people evaluating the talent ain't got no fucking talent. That man never thought it. He like, man, let me go. And he left. Hey, Bob Lewis was there last year at our pro day. I wonder if he going to come back again. Y'all pro day uh, probably going to be sick. Yeah, because they want to throw here have everybody here. And a lot of Yep. Yeah, it's going to be everybody. He, he, yeah. They think they talking about he might land in, late in the first round now. So, shout out to Juan Thornhill, man. Salute to my guy. Hey, and, 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 the, and the guru, Mel Kuyper, is gassing him up. You know, you know if Mel got you with ESPN hey, on you. If he Juan got the right agent, baby. He got yes, the right yes, agent. <laughs> I tell people that all the time, man. They talking about some, uh, nah, them guys don't get paid. Man, Kuiper them fucking get paid by agents, bro. It's that simple. And look, look, man. It's that simple. It's that simple. You don't think it's GMs out there talking about, hey, man, size them up. My, my dog yep. Dante Cerro. Uh, hey, hey, he get... He, he getting paid on both sides, huh? Damn. Both sides, brother. Agents, GMs, everybody, and network. Yeah. And you know who going yeah. to you know come up in the draft, though, real talk? The Raiders. Because they got Mike Mayock, and he he attached, he, he, he attached to 
how the Mike Mayock, I, I didn't I didn't see that coming and everything, but then yeah. like how he discussed I didn't see that coming. Then he discussed what went on with them and Pittsburgh, how that took place. Like I think that was a rookie mistake by him, like to to mention what oh, took yeah. place far as in a deal, yeah, like bro. Yeah. yeah, people not gonna want to want to do deals with your ass. Yeah, that's true. He put the, he put the business in the streets. Yeah, they might get my mulligan though. But look, man, we're gonna have to close out the show. Shout out to Darian. Shout out to Javel. Shout out to Rock Forty Nine Ninety Five. The Rich Game. The Rich Game. R.I.P. What'd you say, Darian? Yeah. Oh yeah. R.I.P. Tech Lines. URLTV. TV. Lines in order. Just as a father, man, you just gotta feel that situation, bro. It, it's just crazy, man. You gotta count your blessings. Um, I, I, shared, I shared this link for the uh, contribution for his funeral. They got over twenty thousand in less than a day, uh, but it's still up on Facebook. So salute to Tech Nine, his daughter, his family, and Jay Black, man. I know Jay Black going through it. That was his ace. Shout out to Champion. But uh, that's all I got, man. Appreciate y'all. Bet, bet. Hey, Paul, oh, you gotta get this tomorrow, baby. All right, bro. I, I'll hit you up. All right. I'm, I'm talking about our, our 10 o'clock show that we got tomorrow night. What? What? Oh, oh, the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get some organ <laughs> death. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right, fellas. Y'all be easy. All right, bro. And it's Kylie Muscle who I was talking about. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Shout out to Kylie Muscle, man. Check out his YouTube channel. But, y'all, that's all I got for y'all, man. You know the motto, good the enemy are great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let anybody tell you. You can't do what you set your mind out to, man. And when they keep talking, just keep serving them. Shut the hell up, Juice, man. Ballhawk show. We out of here. Beat it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.